it's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the light. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. It is 15. Days before Christmas. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You have to be kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> have you, uh, like, are you shopped out? Have you done the things? If you're, if you're going to put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> now we're stressed. <laughs> yeah, the packages are piling up right inside the door. I have not opened any of them to make sure that they contain the correct things, except I did open one box because I knew that my Christmas pillow covers were in mm-hmm. there, and I, I had gotcha. to put them on the pillows so mm-hmm. that they're festive pillows. But gotcha. How about you? Are you ready? I ordered the big gifts yesterday. Um, one of them says it will arrive between the 17th and the 28th, and Ooh. I'm just uh, holding out and hoping <laughs> that it's going to go as planned. That's, uh, that's what's happening. Well, yeah. uh, we are here 15 days before Christmas. We have a special guest with us today. I like that she spoke right up. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, everybody say hello to my MWE, my mom with experience friend, Sylvia. Oh, thank you. Hi, everyone. Glad to be here. Sylvia's here um, to take part in our grab bag conversation that we're going to have in a little bit. Um, But before then, I, um, I want to give everybody some hope. For the future, you know, we've had a crazy year, 2020, not what we expected. Um, but I came across this yesterday. I don't know who wrote this, but it's going around Facebook. You may have already seen it. Um, anybody listening, if you know who wrote this gem, let us know so that we can give credit where it's due. Because I always want to um, give credit to writers for their work. But it was the month before Christmas or the two weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And all through the town, people wore masks to cover their frowns. (laughs) The frown had begun way back in the spring when a global pandemic changed everything. They called it Corona, but unlike the beer, it didn't bring good times and it didn't bring cheer. Airplanes were grounded. Travel was banned. Borders were closed across air, sea, and land. As the world entered lockdown to flatten the curve, the economy halted and folks lost their nerve. From March to to July, we rode the first wave. People stayed home. They tried to behave. When summer emerged, the lockdown was lifted. But away from caution, many folks drifted. Now it's December and cases are spiking. Wave two has arrived, much to our disliking. It's true that this year has had sadness aplenty. We'll never forget the year 2020. But just around the corner, the holiday season, could it be merry? Is there even one reason to decorate the house and put up the tree? Who will even see it? No one but me. But outside my window, 
not in Florida, the snow gently falls. <laughs> and I think to myself, let's deck the halls. So I gather the ribbon, the garland, and bows. I play those old carols. My happiness grows. Christmas isn't canceled, and neither is hope. If we lean on each other, I know we can cope. Aww, so there you that go. Lovely. 14, 15 days before Christmas, y'all. So Well, you just made it better. Oh, so good. <laughs> Although you did remind us of all the bad stuff. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's awesome. Y'all, we're so close to the end. We are close to the end of this year, and we're going to have a new start. And as we, as um, Chrissy's kids have already foretold, um, everything will be better in 2021. Yeah. Like I said on the last episode, though, my kids are starting to, you know, we've always been looking just like a month or two ahead. and like, But our, our broader idea was that at the end of the year, it was going to be better. And my kids are now like, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> are we saying 2021? Like, they, now they're at, are we going to be wearing a mask in school the entire school year? Oh. They thought, like, after Christmas break, right. this should be over. Right. You know? And I think reality is setting in. And it's putting a real damper on the holiday. I'm telling you that. I'm not facing reality until after Christmas. Like, when once all of it is done, then I'll come back to reality. But I'm going to stay in my bubble for a little bit well, longer. I like that. And I hope that you yeah. stay there. And I hope that it's loving. <laughs> I will say that um, yesterday... I got the opportunity to go to the Busy Bee. I love the Busy Bee. You know, actually, I got um, I got Brian some popcorn. I get Brian popcorn every time we go to the uh-huh. Busy Bee. You know, so uh, I got the wrong flavor. I thought I was getting white Uh-oh. cheddar. It's maple bacon, and it's Ew. funky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But the Busy Bee did put me in the spirit because I get all my uh, stocking stuffers, and uh, the Busy Bee is just laden with wonderful things. So everybody, make it take. Tallahassee, take a drive over to the Busy Bee. It's, it's delightful. I've done a fair <laughs> amount of Christmas shopping at the Busy yeah. Bee. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I do not know what the Busy Bee is. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> okay, so if you drive from Tallahassee to Jacksonville or anywhere towards I-75, uh-huh. right around the junction is the Busy Bee. And it's a gas station. But it's so much but more. But it's like oh. way more than a gas station. And they've got the cleanest potties. The, they've got they have really the Taj nice, stalls. Yeah, Tajma stalls. Yeah. Wow. Really yeah, nice bathrooms. Check this out. You should just go to Jacksonville just so you can stop at the Busy Bee. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they've got um, the nuts, like all of the flavored nuts. They have all of this, like, gifts that you can buy. And then they've got, like, the convenience store stuff, too. But... I mean, it's just, it's just an amazing place. It's just, you have to stop. Oh, well, I I will put it on my calendar to do that. (laughs) My travel companion yesterday had not ever been to the Busy Bee. What? And I was like, we we have to remedy this right away. I was like, we have to stop on the way there and on the way Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. There are certain things that I have to buy every time I go to the Busy Bee. I will tell you that I spent... $82 $82 not, <laughs> and did not get gas. Right. Did not get gas. I spent $82 at the Busy Bee on uh, stocking stuffers mm-hmm. and I could have spent a lot more. I almost went with this full like uh, hat and gloves and scarf set that I really was into, um, but I left it there. Yeah. I, I, it was just a You bit have much, to have a reason to know? go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have um, consistently bought Christmas gifts for people at the Busy Bee and then just like keep them all year and okay. bring I, them out. I may have been there, but I didn't know what it was. Oh, so well, now you it's know. It's sounding like at some point in my life I have stopped at this, but <laughs> yeah. didn't know the name of it. Um, 
there was almost a $200 sunglasses purchase. What? Like from the locked cabinet, you know? Like, not me. I wasn't going to buy them. But, no. uh, but yes. You're my... a serious busy bee shopper. <laughs> yeah. You do that. <laughs> well, I do recommend a stop at the busy bee. And I also have something else I'd like to recommend. Now, here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend... Might I recommend being a holiday angel for somebody in your community? There are angel trees all over town. There are families that um, need to be adopted and um, and have um, somebody come in and be their holiday angel. And um, on Heather Solves Everything, I had an organization called Big Bend Cares on the show. I'm talking about their holiday angel program. Now, the deadline has passed to be an angel for them. Um, but I was I signed up to be an angel for three children, and I got their wish list, and I got to go shopping for them, and I wrapped up their gifts on Friday and dropped them off. And, um, and it made me just really thankful for the opportunity and to be in a position to be able to do it. And um, I know that our at our church, we have our angel tree up. And even though we are not necessarily going to as many places as we used to go, the trees are still there and you know the need is still there. And so a lot of times your angel tree situation is going to be online, like an online sign up. But I really encourage everyone to seek out the opportunities to be a holiday angel for somebody. I think it's so nice to do it locally, too. Like, it really does feel really good. We, uh, every year through my children's school, we do the Guardian Ad Litem program. And, um, I mean, these are kids that definitely appreciate what we're doing, you know, and that they're right here in our community. And I think that that really matters. And I've been thinking about more than just going out and getting the gifts and wrapping them, making sure to get my kids really involved in it. And actually, I think that what we're going to talk about today is um, childhood gratitude and whatnot. So bringing our kids into that to help them kind of understand how good they have it, you know, is um, is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think making them a part of it will mm-hmm. will really bring the whole Christmas meaning into focus for mm-hmm. them. And children never forget things like that mm-hmm. because it's out of what they normally do. And so um, I think that would be great to do that. Well, then let's just go ahead and jump into the grab bag. What? What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Chrissy. Yes. On last week, Friday, mm-hmm. you and I got into a lively text conversation about our kids we did uh starting with one of mine who i i thought that my head was going to explode when i heard him um talking to his teacher via zoom and um and expressing his opinion about the assignments that had been assigned that day and i was mortified i could not believe how embarrassed i was and that started a conversation between the two of us of Mm -hmm. you're not gonna believe what my kid just did right and i told you the perilous tale that my son so i we we talked about we put it up on the social media page they got to see that dapper dan the wonderful dapper dan gave me a December gift and he came over and brought me a coffee mug to restore the balance of the universe because Sylvia, I only have um, five coffee mugs and four of them are Christmas. One of them is an emoji 
Those are the only five coffee mugs that I own. Whoa. And there's a certain balance. There's a certain swing of, you know, I can get through the whole week and not have to run the dishwasher <laughs> on weeks that my kids are not with me because I can get through an entire work week with my coffee mugs. But one broke. Oh, no. And it broke a few weeks ago, and it thrust the universe into chaos, and was it was it terrible. Was it a Christmas one or an emoji? It was a Christmas one. Mm. And so Bad. Dapper Dan, Dapper Dan showed up at my house with a new coffee mug for me and restored balance and restored joy to my home. <laughs> and he also brought each of my children a little trinket. Nice. So he had sweet little gift bags, you know, Christmas themed gift bags. And, you know, he brought us each a gift. They were our December gifts that, you know, they were, it was absolutely sweet and unexpected. And my son, Opened his and said, I already have this. (laughs) (laughs) Did you want to just like murder him? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm like, you're 11 years old. Have I not taught you effectively in these 11 years that you just say, thank Thank you so much. I appreciate that you thought of me. Like, oh my gosh, you guys. I already have this. I'm like, oh, well, so after man. we had that conversation, I went to a meeting where I, I further is an AA told- meeting <laughs> <laughs> where, so with my, um, my friends that were at the meeting, I had the, another round of, you're not going to believe this. And, um, another friend said, oh yeah, they, she was at, um, I guess like some family friends had come over and given a gift to her child and her daughter opens it up. And it's like, it's a Barbie doll and Mm -hmm. she's kind of a tomboy and she's not interested in Barbie dolls. And so she opens up the gift and then she's like, whatever, and tosses it to the side. (laughs) That's even worse. (laughs) And that just started a chain reaction of people telling stories of times when their kids have been, have done something totally kid-like, but mortifying for the adult. So upsetting yeah, yeah, to the adult. Yeah. So I did what I always do, which is go on to Facebook and ask people to share their stories of times when their kids have completely embarrassed them. And then I also went and looked up some authentic, legit parenting advice All right. to find out what we're supposed to do. And then I brought in my NWE (laughs) to tell us about what it's really like (laughs) because we're in the thick of it. And, you know, you're you're like past tense, like been there, done that. That's right. It was it was. Oh, go ahead. And, well, go ahead. it's kind of like um, uh, labor pains. They get less <laughs> as time goes on. So. You can laugh now. That's right. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. On Friday, it was just like I knew what this show was going to be about today because Heather was just like, oh, this this is what we're talking about. We usually keep it a secret from each other, but you know, I knew this was coming. And I'm, I'm glad that we get to hear tales from other people and know that we're not alone in our well, ungrateful little bratty. I have some. I My have kids some are going to be so mad when they listen. To this. <laughs> Maybe this will prompt them to right. have like to be like. <gasps> they should give us less material. I yeah. <laughs> I have been giving the speech a lot lately. We've talked about this speech before that I travel with my kids a lot. Well, I used to when we used to travel, <laughs> and um, I give my children the speech of you are representing yourself, your mother, your country. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a very like you like you might be the only American that these 
little Spanish children will ever meet, which is total crap. But that's just what I tell them, you know, like and, and I'm like, you have to be a good representative of your. They're going to think we're stupid Americans. Right. With bad attitudes. You're, you cannot perpetuate, you know, anything, anything bad about right. our country. So I've been giving them the the representing your mother, your country speech mm-hmm. right here, just even though we don't go anywhere anymore. <laughs> We had um, a program at our church a few years ago, um, Thankful Families, that we created ourselves because our kids were so clueless about how fortunate they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had this whole thing where, you know, we learned about life in other cultures where, you know, you don't have clean water. You might not have any privacy in your home. Like, you don't necessarily have your own bedroom with things that belong to you. And I mean, in our community, we don't have that, you know, like there's, there's plenty of opportunities for, for kids to, to get to know, you know, what real need is, and it's not what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But and, I, and here again, going back to that, going and being involved in it personally, mm-hmm. that is what makes an impression on a child. When they see another child and they communicate with them and they realize that they're in a different, totally different world than what they live in. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful, and that is more important than any words that you can ever say. I've been thinking about that a lot, Sylvia, because I've been thinking about I don't want my kids to just give money to mm-hmm. something because that is a step removed. I was like, maybe we should go and serve the food. Maybe mm-hmm. we should go and, you know, like, and help sort the gifts. Like, right. you know, maybe, like... We need more personal involvement, I think. I think we need more of a one-on-one connection with the people that we're serving. Because, I mean, giving 50 bucks is great. I mean, it's right. wonderful. But, you know, giving of your time versus your money, I think, is a more powerful experience And money for doesn't sure. mean you know? anything to right. children. Right, that, exactly. That, but going and seeing you serve mm-hmm. and being a part of it. And even if children uh, are in the car... When people are delivering meals on wheels or whatever, and they're kind of helping with directions, um, that can be a very powerful impact. So I definitely agree with you. And and COVID has just made all these opportunities a little harder, but mm-hmm. there's drive-by drop-offs now. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. Well, it's still, um, you know, it's a valuable experience. Back before COVID started and we were able to deliver groceries, we have an apartment building that our church um, sponsors for um, senior grocery program. And we bag up the groceries and then we actually deliver them. And before COVID, we were able to go up and knock on their apartment right, door right. and they open their door and, the you know, we give them their bag of groceries. And, um, you know, I think that it's just a valuable experience to be able to make eye contact with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, um, I have some funny stories. You know, there's different categories of ways that our kids can embarrass us. Um, and one of the ways that our kids embarrass us is when they say bad words. And so I've got some examples. I've got, um, I looked this up. Some of these are from my friends and some of them I found on the internet. Um, here's a mom who says, I was flying with my three-year-old son to San Francisco when the plane had a rough landing. Everyone was silent, sort of in shock. Except for my toddler who screamed, what the f***? That driver's <laughs> driving like a crazy person. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> At the grocery store, my three-year-old asked for a cantaloupe. When I told him to wait a minute, he yelled, get me the cantaloupe, bastard. <laughs> Everyone turned to stare like I was a horrible parent. 
Um, this is an actual story from a friend of mine. He was driving his daughter to school. His wife usually does the driving to school, but she couldn't do it. And so he says, we're driving to school. We're in traffic. And my daughter yells, drive, you asshole. <laughs> he turns around and he says, where did you learn to talk like that? And she says, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I often wonder what kind of driver my children are going to be because like like when somebody pulls in front of me my my kids are like you're about to call someone an asshole aren't you you know like, like the, the, you know my kids actually I, I was telling this story this weekend my children believe that the names like of vehicles like um Tahoe for example or you know um I don't know any make of yeah. any vehicle they think is a bad word Really? Like, my daughter asked me the other day. She was like, she was like, I said something about a Chevy or something. And she's like, Chevy's a bad word though, right? And I'm like, no, why? Why do you think that? And she's like, because you're like, why don't you drive, Chevy? <laughs> it's my tone of voice. Right. It's my tone of like, my kids literally think that any make of any car, any maker or model is a curse word. <laughs> because of the way you say it? Because of the way I say it. You know, get out of my way, Tahoe. <laughs> and they think it's a bad word. You know? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Well, so, of course, parenting experts say that children model what their, ba- what their parents yeah, do. Yeah, and Chrissy, you need to go with that. Because when they cuss someone out in the name of cars, you've got to make. I know, right? Uh, it's actually, I'm being a good role model. That's right. Know? Absolutely. You know what you are? You are a stupid Tahoe. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had one when I was a child, a toddler that was around me thought the word youngin was a bad word. <laughs> and so he would get really mad. He'd say, you, you, you youngin. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> so you need to go with that one. <laughs> I will, I, a mom with experience told me that I yes, should keep that's this. Right. So I'm gonna, so I'm there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, of course. So I looked up to see what do experts say that we should do when our children um, are are imitating the behavior that we don't want them to imitate. <laughs> and I love their advice. First of all, don't worry about it. <laughs> They're like. Like, seriously, as parents, one of the most important skills to master is to follow your own path and let judgments from others pass us by. So, I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily about your children actually using profane language. But, you know, in, um, you know, some families vernacular, you know, people are going to judge you and, and, you know, they might not really understand. Um, but, of course, if if the kids are saying it, they're hearing it somewhere, either yeah. from home or school or TV or whatever. So... There you go. It's your own fault. <laughs> okay, so another way that our kids can embarrass us is when they are um, very observant mm-hmm. and they're pointing out the obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I've got one there. Heather. Oh, yeah? <laughs> My five-year-old son was very, very astute, and uh, he had played at a friend's house the week before, so they called. They wanted him back. And we open the door, and he looks, and there's a vacuum cleaner sitting in the foyer. And he, with pointed finger, and the mom's coming around saying, what is that vacuum cleaner still doing out? It was here last week. And I'm I'm diving for his mouth. And the the mother says, well, that's a darn good question. (laughs) You youngin'? I think this this time we put it away, don't you? So she was pretty cool. Uh Well, almost everybody has a um, a story about their child pointing out um, that somebody is fat. 
there's almost always, I know that my um, sister-in-law said that her daughter um, pointed and said, look at that fat man at the grocery store. And she's like, she still had a little bit of baby talk. So I quickly said, you like Batman? (laughs) 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 Me too. And then gave her the death stare until she got her mouth shut. My dad tells a story about me pointing to somebody at the store and saying, does that lady like to be so fat? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There are a lot of stories of kids pointing out people's attributes like pointing. My friend said um, her son pointed to a man's stomach and said, do you have a baby in there? And um, I've looked up the parenting advice from the experts. And, of course, you know, a big rule that a lot of people have in their family is is we just don't comment on people's bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? I like to... I like to tell my kids, like, this has happened a lot with, like, disabilities. Like, somebody mm-hmm. has, like, they've lost their leg or something, right. you know? And I've read, because I've, I've tried to be like, how how should you handle this? What should you do? Because kids will just say it out loud. It's a curiosity that maybe we have in our brain, too, you mm-hmm. know? But, you know, kids will be like, what happened? Why don't you have a leg? You know what I mean? And when a kid asks a question from, like... They're not asking it to be mean. Right. You know, so I try to answer it, but I try to explain to them also how it feels to someone. Like, how would you feel if somebody you know, was calling you out? But some I've read that some, like, disabled vets and whatnot, they're like, let the kid ask me. You know, let the kid talk to me and let me, you know, explain to them because I want them to, you know, I want them to understand. I want yeah. them to know, you know. So sometimes we are so uptight, yes. you know, and the kid is actually – you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. You know, one yeah. of my categories is when kids just have a question. Yeah. It's just a question. It's just a question. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've been in, in an experience where somebody did have an amputation and um, or when they're no, it was their arm was just like just like formed. You know, it was like mm-hmm. all twisted up mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kids stare, you know, and, and as adults, we tried to not stare, but we're we're still curious. Mm hmm. And it's so helpful when somebody will notice and say, do you have a question about why my arm is twisted up like this? Let me tell you right. about what happened. Yeah. I have um, an acquaintance in my neighborhood. and I, Years and years and years ago, I will just never forget this because this woman stuck her foot in her mouth multiple times. Oh, no. <laughs> like, this is a grown woman. This was not a child, right? So we're standing in line to vote, right? And this woman's talking about, oh, the house across the street from me is the Christmas house. This house used to be, like, it was on, like, Good Morning America. Like, it won, like, Best Decorations in the Nation. Like, this house was amazing. People would drive to come see it, and they would have, it was, like, synced up with a radio station, you know, and it did, like, a whole oh, license yeah. display thing. Uh-huh. And it was across the street from her house, right? Okay. And she's like, those people, you know, like, they've got all these lights, and there's all these cars up and down my street all the time. And she's just railing against this house. And the people who lived in that house were also in line, <gasps> oh, and no. she didn't oh. know. And so he starts saying, the owner of the house is like, yeah, didn't they raise like $25,000 for charity, though? And, <laughs> and, and didn't they have a police officer out there every night to direct traffic? And, you know, and, and she's like, oh, I mean, I'm sure whatever, but, you know, but it's just super annoying to me, you know. And he's like, I feel like maybe they even put things in all the mailboxes and, like, went to their neighbors and left, like, you know, <laughs> loaves of, like, candy bread. And, and so she finally figures out. That oh, this no. is her neighbor. Oh, that this is them. <laughs> so then she's trying to like change the <laughs> change the conversation, and this particular man who owns the house also has 
I don't know what the condition is called, but he has one foot that's like regular size and one foot that's smaller. Mm-hmm. And she she looks down and she doesn't realize the size difference. She just realizes that he's wearing two different shoes. And she oh, goes, no. she goes, your shoes don't match. You're wearing two different shoes. And he's oh, like, no. well, I have two different feet. And then he oh, and then he goes gosh. on to explain his. Oh my gosh, it was. The most oh, wonderful waiting in line ever. Like, <laughs> just to, like to be a fly on the wall of this whole interaction was the most amazing thing ever. That's why I still remember it years later. Oh, it was so goodness. like, oh man, just again and again, foot and mouth. Oh you wow, know? <laughs> that poor lady. She got a whole yep. year's worth she of really awkwardness did. in one yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> she really did. <sighs> wow. Well, there's a story of um, somebody posted on um, online. Uh, speaking of awkward. We used airline miles to upgrade our tickets to first class. After we boarded, boarded the airplane, my son yelled to everyone who passed us, We're in first class. You're in second class. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's a bad one. Oh, no. I remember us having a conversation about something on this program, and, um, and then Sylvia called me. Um, a couple of days later after she had listened to it. And I remember your advice to me was, I think you said something like, you can teach your kids over and over and over, but they're still going to say what they're going to say. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. You, um, they have their own little brains and, and uh, you know, they, they definitely can uh, form their opinions and say things very quickly and uh, so um, kind of regressing to the previous uh, comment, my son, when he was uh, maybe elementary, someone had sent him a birthday card. And now he was probably preschool, um, kindergarten age, sent him a birthday card. And so uh, he kept asking me where the present was. And oh, I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, well, you know, let me. And I pulled him on my lap and I read him this nice card. And so finally he he jumps down and he grabs a card and he throws it on the ground and he stomps on it and he said i didn't want a bunch of words i wanted a present oh my <laughs> gosh oh my gosh so i always think of that bunch of words i feel like every birthday party every single time i'm like read the card yep read the right, card right. You know, like, <laughs> me too and i try to do the um like the pre-arrival talk in the car mm-hmm. of Whatever happens is fine. Whatever they have for their snacks are fine. Whatever they give you to drink is fine. Whatever they want to play is fine. Just go with it. Just be happy. You don't get to say, I don't like Coke. I don't right. you know, yeah. like, or mm, water. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I didn't want to drink water. You know, like, it's su- super annoying. You know, I was hoping that, you know, I wanted that one. I only want a pink one. I only want a Mm -hmm. pink one. You know, no, you get what you get and you don't fuss a bit. But, you know, (laughs) all of that is us trying to protect ourselves from being embarrassed and being judged by the other parents for our parenting skills. Mm -hmm. Almost every time that I have anxiety about that or I'm um, like cringing, it's because of how I think this is going to reflect on me as a mom. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think the reality is that we're doing the best we can. I mean, I think that, you know, most people are doing the best that they can in raising their kids. And we all just deserve a little bit of grace. Right. Yep. I agree. Especially when you, your daughter does what my friend's daughter did. She said she was talking about her American doll, her American girl doll. Um, her friend was talking about her American girl doll. 
And my daughter blurted out, but it's not a real American girl doll. That's a fake. Oh, oh. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing. Doll shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one thing that I used when my boys were growing up, I heard someone say it and it just became a mantra to me is what will it matter in 20 years? Mm-hmm. And I really love that because some things will matter in 20 years yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of things will not. Yeah. And so that, that was something that helped me. One thing that I am a real stickler for at my house is um, table manners. If we're sitting at the table, I insist on on proper etiquette. And they roll their eyes and grumble, but I, I maybe I am... Um, overly transparent with my kids about my motives, but I have no problem with letting them know part of my job as your mom is to teach you how to be. And so that when you go out on your own, you know what to do. I've been in a situation where I've been at a table of fancy place setting and I wasn't sure what to do. And it made me feel awkward and anxious. And I don't want Like, I want you to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you are going to practice these skills at home with me so that when you go and I'm not there, you know what to do. Yeah, and what's a shock when they actually are in college or even out of college, you realize that they actually have better manners than you do at that point. Right. (laughs) I mean, I I just, I was amazed at that. But, uh, yeah, that that is something that I think does matter in 20 years. Because I've heard people talk about adults that have very poor table manners and it's you know it can be a problem in a business setting or whatever a life setting so I I would put that on my it matters in 20 years yeah I learned them as I as a kid you know I I, that was something that we did and and I was I remember being in that situation where I wasn't sure what to do and I remembered learning it and I was able to recall that and so I do feel like it matters Mm -hmm. you know and that's and then I also really love just having the opportunity to tell my kids we're practicing like we're going to practice this now so that you have these skills later and that you can um keep reminding them that the having manners and practicing those things is about making other people feel comfortable and other Mm -hmm. people feel good around you and a, a game that we had we turned it into a game was them going to a restaurant a, a fine restaurant so they would come into and sit at the table i would be the waitress and i would take a pad and i would take their order and then um you know then i would they would wait on it they'd have to wait while i made it and then i would serve it to them and that was really a fun way that's to, really sweet to yeah. teach mm-hmm. that and they really enjoyed it yeah you know? that is fun that's really so, sweet and then they had to pay the check <laughs> <laughs> of course right um a friend was telling me just yesterday that they're really working on table manners with their kids right now. And they went to their parents' house, so grandma and grandpa's house. And the kids are like, why does why does granny get to put her elbows on the table? <laughs> and uh, they were like, you know what? Once you pass 70, you can do whatever you want. You know? <laughs> That's true. That was just the rule. Once you are older than 70, you can do it yeah. however you want. But I until like then, until then, you got to do it this way. <laughs> A friend of mine uh, whose daughter is in my younger son's um, same class told me once that he had been correcting everybody's manners at the table for lunch and explaining that they were not to put their elbows on the table and that their napkin goes in their lap and like, <laughs> all of that. She's like, I was really impressed. It's like, well, that's one of like, of all of the parenting things that I slack off on. That's not one of them. Like, my kids know how to use a fork. Good, good. Well, going back to a story about um, about 
uh, how how your kids act in the presence of gifts. Uh, my friend tells the story of when her son was five or six. He got two of the same Star Wars toy for Christmas. And um, his friend's birthday was coming up in January. And so they wrapped up the second one and brought it as the gift for the party, which is all well and good. We've all done that. Like, I've done that. I've had, you know, duplicate things, and it's still in the wrapper, and it's completely fine, and you re-gift it. Well, they were at the party, and the boy who was opening the presents um, opens up the gift, and her son stands up and says, I got two of those for Christmas, so my mom told me to give one of them to you for your birthday. <laughs> nice. She's like, I wanted to crawl into a hole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I've totally done that before. I mean, am I the only one? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have not done that, but I don't, I don't have anything against it. I would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would not go and wrap up something that had been played with. But I remember we've, we we once received two of something and I had every intention of exchanging it, but somebody's birthday was coming up and I was like, this would make a, yeah. a fine gift. And I used to, whenever I would see uh, like a bunch of things on um, like clearance, like things that had bar- been marked down, I would buy them and I have like this prize closet at home. And then whenever it oh, comes time good. for a birthday party, I don't have to go out and get something. I can just like look to see if there's anything in the prize closet that that child might like mm-hmm. and I kind of like shop there first. Yeah, I like and so that. I kind of yeah. think of it as being the same thing. I, Maybe I, I'm yeah. tacky. It is. No, I, no I, it is. I remember a time that I did that, I did that very thing. Um, my friend had a baby, had her first baby, and we were going to go visit them and my child had this beautiful cookie monster toy that had never been touched. It was like one of those that he bought it, but he never played with it. He never touched it. And it was sitting there on a shelf. And I was like, I'm going to give this to her. You know, like <laughs> I mean, it was ours, but it, I mean, it looked brand new. It was beautiful. And that's what I put in the gift bag and did up. And that's, that's what that baby yeah. got as a gift. So yeah. I've done it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think if it's something that the other child would like mm-hmm. and you already have it, does it matter whether or not you spent money on it? Right. No. Whether it's new or not. But you definitely have to tell your kids to keep it on the download. Oh, no. I just, <laughs> I just thought about this. I required my children to write thank you notes. Mm-hmm. And the way I did it was, especially if it was a birthday or a big birthday, I would remove the toys until the notes were written. So Ooh, when, that's good. So when my uh, younger son graduated from high school, we had a neighborhood party and, you know, just a party. And there was a joke that they had never received, a lot of money, they had never received a thank you note that fast. <laughs> <laughs> he had them in the mailboxes before it was time to go to bed. <laughs> I grew up having to write thank you notes. That was a hard and fast rule with my parents. And, in fact, we would get thank you notes in our Christmas stockings Mm -hmm. with the purpose of writing notes. And I got into the habit of writing my thank you notes on like New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. Like that just kind of became my habit. And I have not done as good of a job with that as I intended to as a mom. We started out really good. And then the past couple of years, we've just slacked off. And I regret it. And I think that does matter in 20 years. And I really want to bring it back in. Well, an uh, interesting thing is that when my uh, youngest son was about 20, I guess, 
He said, Mom, you have got me to write these thank you notes my whole life. Do you know I have never received a thank Mm. you note? And then I went, oh, my gosh, he's right. I (laughs) need to be writing him thank you notes. Oh, my dad writes thank you notes, and um, and they're always really nice. And it's always just a nice reminder that that is appreciated. Mm -hmm. And and I know that since I grew up writing thank you notes, if I did not get a thank you note, I wondered whether the gift had arrived. Right. right. You know, because sometimes if I send something in the mail – and then there's no acknowledgement of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily need a note, but like even just like an email mm-hmm. of like, we received this. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized like, I don't even know if they got it because I never heard anything. And it, right. you know, it yeah. does change the experience some. Well, there are definitely times when also um, your kids are just trying to help you. They're trying to keep you safe. I remember um, telling my mom, um, who had the habit of um, having a Diet Coke with her all the time, mm-hmm. that um, she shouldn't drink and drive. Mm. And mentioning <laughs> it in front of, you know, everybody at church. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes, and so <laughs> I have a story of, um, this is one that I found online. This is somebody who's telling a story of when they were a kid. It says, when I was little, my mom, who never drinks, stopped at the alcohol aisle to pick up wine for a dinner party. When she selected a bottle, I begged her not to get it because I knew that alcohol was bad for you. My brother also latched onto her leg, yelling, (laughs) please, please don't buy the bottle of wine. We were purple in the face, screaming and crying for her to put it back. And she was mortified that people would think that she was choosing alcohol over her children. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is wild. That's and another friend of mine said that her, um, his son would um, typically go up to smokers and tell them that um, that was disgusting and that it makes them stink. And he's like, I didn't correct him. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the last one, a friend of mine says they were at church with her daughter when she was about three years old. The daughter asks, um, when can we go home? And I said, when the priest is done talking. So she waited a minute and then said so loudly, stop talking, priest. <laughs> I just stared straight ahead like I didn't even know her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, you know, we've all been there, and it'll happen again. We yes. all know the, the the terror of seeing your child's hand be raised and knowing that they're about to ask a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking about one that backfired on me. It was the evil eye. Usually mm-hmm. works pretty well for parents. And uh, we lived in Michigan at the time, and we would come to Florida for Christmas, and we went to uh, Christmas Eve service in Mariana in a church that we had not been in before. So we were guests in the church. And my two boys started talking too loudly to each other, So, and it was mainly the younger one. So I, I gave the evil eye, and when I did, he went, what? <laughs> so I, you know, tried to... I tried to do it, you know, so he, he would stop, and then they'd start talking, so I, I gave it to him again, and he goes, <laughs> So finally, after the church service, he did it three times. I I said, what? Did you not understand? He said, oh, you look at me with that face. I couldn't help myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, so guys, we, we can't um, let you go without um, with all of this parenting advice without a little bit of homework. Don't forget your homework. Don't worry about it too much, guys. We're all doing the best we can. 
That's good. Practice with your kids at home. Make sure that they know how to have conversations and how they that they know how to use um, the proper fork and how to use their napkin and what to do with their elbows. Uh, give them the give them the lecture in the car on the way to wherever you're going. That on the way lecture is important. <laughs> it's an important mm-hmm. one. And then, of course, if you ever see somebody else's kid who's raising holy hell, just turn away, mm-hmm. <laughs> give them a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. We're all in this together. We've Until all been there. Time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.